What's up, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Adulting with Joy Spring, the how-tos of your 20s told by a 26-year-old, basically the blind leading the blind, expectantly and with gusto. Hi, everybody. My name is Joy Spring, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you first to everyone who's been supporting the podcast since day one and to all our new listeners. Welcome to it. Thank you to everyone who always sends out their tweets, their comments, their Instagram messages, your DMs, and your tweets with the hashtag adulting with Joy Spring. They really matter to me. I have to say, and I have to keep saying this, that this podcast is my little passion project. I actually work on TV on a daily basis. I have a morning show called Unang Hirit and I'm up in the wee hours of the morning because the show starts at 4.55 and uh, that's a daily thing. And then I also have a daily TV newscast called Stand for Truth that airs on GMA News at 10.15. And it's just, it's a crazy schedule. But the reason why I put together this podcast is because first and foremost, I miss radio. I was on radio for three to four years almost. And I loved being able to express myself and talk in front of a mic for hours on end almost every day and I liked the feeling of anonymity I guess I mean it wasn't really anonymous because people were watching us through live stream but you know being able to just talk through to a mic and and play music was something that I really enjoyed and I I felt like I missed that last year when I started doing this podcast and also last year I felt like I had I had been going through some very difficult things that needed to be hashed out in some shape or form and I didn't have the energy anymore to write as often as I used to so I thought hey why not put together a podcast that hopefully will help other people and now that I actually see people and meet people who would come up to me and say that this podcast is really helping them out and it helps them just go to work and you know go through their issues in life I'm really really grateful for it I feel like it's such a privilege and thank you thank you thank you so much for just lending me your ears and also sending in your comments and your suggestions to me for the podcast and daming best kasi nabi podcast sorry it's a little sabaw today because a lot of things have just happened I I just got home from unang hirit I felt like putting together a podcast because I wasn't able to do that last week. And if you've been listening to this uh, Adulting with Joyce, but I'm trying not to say podcast anymore. If you've been listening to this for a while now, you know that I actually am a little bit more lenient with myself uh, with regards to recording and producing and releasing episodes because I just, I don't want this to feel too much of like a work thing for me. I mean, I know it's important to me and it's important to you also to have these episodes, but I just, I have enough pressure at work. So <laughs> I want this to be something that you and I share on a, on a comfortable basis, not a regular basis. <laughs> okay. And another thing that I have to remember is that I speak too fast. That's a common comment that I, I get. And it's only been three minutes and I feel like I've jumped through 20 topics already. So I'll try to slow things down. Okay, now I have a confession to make. The topic for today is something that's very close to my heart because it's an issue that I often have to deal with. And it's a question that I got off of Twitter and Instagram. And I'm not going to say anymore kung sino yung mga nag-tweet or asked for me to talk about this topic because it's... You know, a lot of people wanted me to do a topic on this. And again, I have to clear out that I am no psychology graduate. I didn't even finish college, if I'm being completely honest with you. I I just, 
I like reading books. I have gone through a lot of things that I feel like have helped me grow into the woman that I am today. And I am on a constant search to continuously honor God in the way that I live my life. And I think that's the best way to really be a good person in general. So I wanted to talk about this topic, not because I'm a professional, but because I've I've dealt with this so much ever since I was a little girl. Now that I'm 26, it's something that I feel like I've kind of gotten a grasp of, especially because of the nature of my work and the relationship that I have now that constantly requires me to be patient and loving and kind, even on days when I don't feel like it. So the topic for today is... Handling your short temper or being able to know how to manage your anger problems. I know I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing because this is uh, not, not because it's a funny thing. This is not funny. It's very, very difficult and it's very serious because your temper and also your anger, uh, these are things that our temper, our anger, these are things that brew up in our hearts and they have the capability to really end relationships, to make you lose jobs and so many other life-changing things that we don't want to happen. So I've actually been dealing with this for the longest time. I'm just naturally a, a perfectionist. I, I hate it when people make mistakes and I know that sounds so horrible that sounds like a cruel thing to say but it's true I really like that and God has been working in my heart for me to change that ever since I was a little girl my expectations of people around me were very very high I remember my dad telling me that I need to like kind of relax because I was just such a perfectionist so much so that even when I'm just taking periodic tests in school I would throw up before my exam because I was so afraid that I wasn't gonna get perfect grades with my perfectionism and so that perfectionism eventually led to me being obviously uh, disappointed because I live, we live in an imperfect world where people often make, make mistakes. If the people around you aren't making mistakes, then you yourself, you're making mistakes constantly. And it's just hard when you're a perfectionist. You end up being disappointed and that disappointment leads to stress. It leads to anger. It leads to your short temper and it's just been very difficult for me ever since I was growing up, uh, ever since I was a little girl, rather. And now that I'm 26, I kind of, I, God has really been gracious in my life. And I've learned a, a couple of tricks that help me manage my short temper. And it also, and I guess also while the Holy Spirit is changing my heart and changing my perspectives, these tips that I'm going to share with you today are just practical things that I've learned throughout the years that have helped me to become more loving to the people around me and less temperamental. So let's go into it. I remember my D-group leader, Bliss. It's our small group in church. She told me that whenever you ask God for patience, He does not give you patience, but He gives you situations and opportunities for you to practice patience. So I guess the first thing that I would say that's very much needed in you being able to handle your temper problem or your anger management problems is to actually identify that you have an anger management problem. I 
did not know this. I had to learn this from the people who love me enough to rebuke me and tell me that, girl, you got a problem with your temper. You're so short-tempered. You're such a perfectionist. You just, you're, you're angry all the time. And I, I had to humble myself and listen to the people around me. Because sometimes I feel like people are trying to help us by telling us and criticizing us, constructive criticism, criticizing us and telling us the things that we have to work on. But we don't want to believe that because it's painful. It's painful to admit to yourself that you actually need help, that you are not perfect, that you have your flaws, that you are a disappointment in certain aspects of your life. Like you can actually develop these things because you're not good at it. And it took me a while for me to really identify that I had an anger management issue. So sit yourself down. I know that sometimes you know this already because you feel it coming. You feel your temper flaring. You know that you have your fits, like you lose your temper on people. You just, you have a screamo fest. But if your, if your anger does not, I guess, show that way, it's not a big thing. You don't throw fits. Hindi kayong naninigaw talaga. But it's something that you feel boiling inside you. Identify it. Make sure that you know that you have temper problems, that you have anger management problems. And then deal with that. Because sometimes naman, maybe you don't have that problem. It just so happens that there are moments wherein talagang frustration lang talaga. You feel frustrated. You experience sadness. And... And then you have to deal with it, right? But if you know that you have anger management problems, identify it and sit yourself down and just try to process it. Like, where does this anger come from? When does it usually come out? And how can I deal with it better? So those are the three things that you have to ask yourself. Now, after you've identified your anger management problem or your temper problem, the first thing that I would suggest for you to do is to research on and practice relaxation techniques. What are these things? Um, two things that I try uh, are deep breathing exercises and counting from 10 to 1. So I can usually feel my temper flaring. It's just this feeling at the back of your neck where you feel your whole neck and your whole the, the whole of your back just kind of like flaring up. Literally, like my ears are burning. Ganun kalala yung temper problem ko. And when I feel that already, I would usually excuse myself from a situation and be like, I'm sorry, I just I have to step back for a bit, I have to step out for a bit, and then I take deep breaths. So take deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth for these deep breaths, and then start counting from 10 to 1. You will literally feel your body just kind of calming down and chilling the out because that's your body sending, you taking deep breaths is your body sending signals to your brain that, hey, you need to chill out. Nothing's wrong. We can handle this. We can do this better. We can actually talk to these people without throwing a fit. So practice relaxation techniques and excuse yourself from a situation whenever you need to. Kind of related to that also is to assume a relaxed body position. Now, if you are in a power stance or like in a combat body stance, that would actually aggravate you even more. If you're already temperamental, when you're doing like a combat stance, it's your body telling your brain like, hey, we're about to go into a fight, right? 
But when you are relaxed, like you're sitting down on your chair, you're just, you're not crossing your, your arms, you are assuming a relaxed body position, that actually will send a signal to your brain that, hey, everything is okay. I know you might think that there's something wrong going on, but we're fine here. You know, you just have to relax a little bit. And this has helped me so many times, even when I'm, for example, fighting with my boyfriend and I'm sitting down instead of like sitting upwardly and just crossing my arms and staring at him like I'm about to punch him. I try to assume a position that's very loving or like relaxed. Like I try to hold his hand. I I, I don't try to overpower him. Then my whole brain just kind of gets this signal that everything's okay. I don't need to really raise my voice or be in combat mode. So that's first. And that's very, very important. It's helped me so much. That with also regular exercise, or even if you're about to have your temper flare, right? You take a walk, you get your endorphins going, you go for a run, you know, and and that just changes everything. And going on regular exercise really is like a constant help for you if you have anger management problems. So that's one of the first few points that I'd like to share with you guys. Next up. Another thing that's related to that is to pray even while you're talking to another person. I would often do this, that I don't just pray before I talk to someone, uh, before I confront someone. I'm praying, I'm talking to God while I'm talking to this person also. And that's not rude. I mean, God hears our thoughts and He understands our hearts. He listens to our hearts also. And when you constantly pray for this person and for yourself, like, Lord, I don't want to lose my temper. I want to be able to love this person and care for this person by being kind to them and by being humble and not arrogant towards them, when you really pray for the person that you're talking to, it changes the whole situation. And I I would talk to God while I'm talking to this person and I would say, Lord, I pray that they will receive this with grace, you know, that they will learn to forgive me as I'm talking to them, that uh, they will not misconstrue anything that I say. And that really changes everything. Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. We have to acknowledge the power of prayer and also the power of the words that we say. It's very, very important that we are careful with them. Okay, next. The third one that I would want you to remember is to discuss how you feel. Instead of saying things like, You are such a bad person partner or you don't clean around the house or you are just so annoying you start to think about the way that you feel instead of talking about the fault of the other person how do you do that so instead of saying those things you say i feel hurt because i feel like i need to tidy up after you or you say i'm quite upset or I'm disappointed because I feel like you betrayed me. Things like that. So it doesn't it doesn't sound like an attack, you know? You're still talking about how you feel, but you're also not making an assumption about what they did. Because baka naman, it's also an honest mistake. Like, they honestly just forgot your anniversary. I mean, that's horrible. But they honestly just forgot your anniversary. Or they, they're so busy at work, they're so tired, they're just so frustrated at work that they forget to tidy up after themselves. So you just say how you feel. Like, I feel hurt. I feel tired. I feel un 
not misunderstood. And when you do these things, you talk about the issue from your perspective instead of assuming what the other person is doing or what the other person is feeling. And I think it's very, very important to do that. Also, another thing that I remember um, learning when I was younger that have really helped me is to ask before you assume, right? So instead of saying na, hey, I heard you talked about me with your office mates, kenyan. You say na, is it true that you said these things about me? Because you don't want to jump into conclusions, right? And sometimes people will lie to you straight up, but more often than not, they really tell you the truth. Because when you're talking to someone straight up that way, it takes a special kind of liar to be able to lie straight to your face. So ask questions and talk about your feelings instead of assuming that the person you're talking to has done something wrong already. Okay? Just relax. Chill ka lang. Ask questions. Okay. Next on my list is the DAF or the Delayed Action Formula. This is a trick <laughs> that I learned through counseling. And um, the Delayed Action Formula is very, very simple. It's just the discipline that you don't have to always have a comeback. That's simple, but it's very, very difficult. You don't always have to have a comeback. When somebody tells you something, hindi mo kailangan sumagot kaagad. You don't have to answer right back and be like, nope, you are wrong. This is what I've done, blah, 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 blah. And just go rachada on that person. You have to delay it, especially if you know that you have your anger or your temper brewing up inside of you. It's true. Don't make any decisions or don't say anything when you are on high emotion or when you are about to be on high emotion, when your temper is flaring up, when your anger is flaring up, you will probably say things that you don't really mean. It's just it's just human nature. It's very difficult that way. So learn to delay your responses. If you can, just go, okay, I hear what you're saying. I understand that that's how you feel and that I've hurt you or I've disappointed you or I didn't deliver well. Can I just be excused for a couple of minutes or a couple of hours so that I can gather my thoughts and think about what you just said? It's very, very easy for me to say that now, but it's really difficult when you're there in the situation because pride is the root of all sins and usually we just jump the gun and tell it how it is. Sometimes even when you're right, Things can go wrong if you say it the wrong way, if you say it in a way that's not loving or gentle. So learn to delay your responses. By delaying, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, you just have to clarify to the person that you're dealing with that it's not that you don't care or it's not that you don't feel the urgency of the situation, but it's that you know yourself enough that you won't be able to give anything of, of importance or like anything good if you are operating on high emotions. So never operate on high emotions and always know when to delay and step back and really just gather your thoughts, gather your bearings before presenting your ideas and your responses to the person. Next up on my list is to never end the conversation with the problem, identify a solution. Now, as I mentioned earlier, after saying, I feel like you are not tidying up after yourself and I feel very hurt about it. 
don't end there because you're just presenting a problem. Like, what's the point of presenting a problem if you both don't find a solution? So if you're the type of person that really think about what you want to say and you've actually thought about uh, the solution for a problem that you're presenting to someone, discuss it with them. I feel hurt because you're not cleaning around the house and I think we can solve this by dot 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 you know scheduling uh, cleaning schedules for the week for your roommates or your co-workers diba? let's schedule something let's assign projects let's assign roles to the team and finish the conversation with a solution when you present a problem without the solution more often than not it just sounds like you're doing the blame game like you're just pointing fingers and you're just using the very very powerful blame thrower so you know you've you've taken time already to step back to gather your bearings to not let yourself flare up so while you've taken that time already also think about the solution to the problem that you have for example with my boyfriend whenever I feel like he's not spending time enough with me, enough time with me, I don't just say, I feel like we aren't bonding enough, we aren't connecting enough. I only, I, I also say, maybe we can start scheduling dates per week. Maybe we can block off every Saturdays for the two of us. Maybe we can go to church together this weekend. Present possible solutions and ask the person that you're talking to or dealing with about the things that they also might think would help you guys out with the problem. By starting the conversation with a problem and ending it with a solution, instead of it being just a complaint, it becomes a conversation that will ultimately benefit both sides. So always end with a solution. And last but definitely not the least on handling your temper better and your anger management problems um, is to change your mindset. And what do I mean by this? I have tips and tricks that might be ridiculous to you. Like, for example, I was telling my friend that whenever I drive around Manila, and I know I'm patient already, I know that. And I hate it when people are driving slow. And a trick that I've... I've done and made for myself is when somebody in front of me is driving really slow, instead of getting angry at that person because that person is causing me to be late as tra as traffic as it is already, I try to imagine that the person driving that car is a really old lolo who is just trying to really help out his anaks by bringing his apo to school. And he's a very old lolo but he can still drive but he's trying to be very careful because he's old already and he wants to take care of his apo. I just, I just create these ridiculous stories in my head so that I'd have more empathy towards them, you know? And it might be like a really annoying person in front of me texting and it's just a teenager or whatever. Tapos parang nagdadrive lang siya ng mabagal kasi nagpo-phone din siya. But it might also be an actual really old lolo who's trying to bring his apo to school. That has happened to me and I cried after. So I was driving in EDSA and this person in front of me was driving so slow and I was so late already for my appointment and I just started, you know, that angry beeping sound that is so annoying. Tapos, in-overtake ko siya or I, I, I drove r- right beside the car to look at the person, like to just to glare at him kahit na nakatint yung kotse ko. At least I have the, uh, the joy of 
glaring at him behind a window. And then I saw it was a lolo talaga. Oh my gosh, I cried to the Lord after. And I asked God why I was so sinful and so angry all of the time. And ever since then, I have just made those old lolo driving cars, slow cars in Manila stories to help me ease my anger and to really just be empathic towards other people. Now, that's a silly way to go about it. But to change your perspective really is all about understanding where your temper and your anger is coming from and second also figuring out how the other person might be affected by the situation you're in and it's not just all about you i've realized that my temper and my anger comes from a certain level of entitlement and i know that's bad but i've also noticed that us human beings we tend to have this we feel like we're entitled to a lot of things that are just plain out privileges. And when you realize that it's a privilege for you to work in a certain company, it's a privilege for you to be in a relationship, it's a privilege for you to even have a car or to even be healthy enough to travel through a busy city, right? When you realize these things, you all of a sudden will have a certain level of humility and realization that, hey, the universe does not revolve around me. It's okay for things to not work out the way that I want them to. It's okay for people to disappoint me and to not deliver the way that I want them to because they're human beings. This is an imperfect world. And I am not a higher being that has the capability or has the right to require more of other people and more of other circumstances. So check out where that anger is coming from or where the entitlement is coming from and be honest with yourself and change that perspective, right? Instead of thinking na, huh, they're supposed to be like this. They're supposed to be like that. Look at life from a perspective of gratitude instead of entitlement. And then that will eventually change the way that you deal with circumstances. It might not fix your anger problem or your temper problem, but it will give you you know, small solutions that will eventually lead to something that's permanent. Obviously, it's only God that can change one person's heart. And I honestly believe in that, that you have to pray about these things. But Throughout your days, you also have to be practical about the way that you deal with everyday people and everyday problems. One more thing, an, a, a bonus, I guess, to all of these tips that I've talked about. If you really need help, if you really need therapy, if you really need to talk to a doctor, go ahead and do that. I am not ashamed of the fact that I went to a shrink. I don't know what you call them, a psychologist, a psychiatrist. I get confused. Um, and I really sat down and I talked about my my issues, like that my my temper flares up, that all of these crazy things that happened to me, my, my anxiety, my depression. And when I sat down and talked to a professional about it and I kind of had a better understanding of where it was all coming from, that my doctor told me that, your anger problem is coming from a place of trauma. You experienced trauma growing up. You experienced trauma as a child and as a young adult. And every time you drink, because I noticed then that every time I drank before, I drank alcohol. I don't drink alcohol anymore, at least not drunk. I, I don't get drunk anymore. Um, 
for two years now, sober. Anyway, <laughs> every time I get drunk, I would fight people. As in, I was the angry drunk and I didn't know where it was coming from. And then the next day I would wake up and I was like, what have I done? So when I talked to my doctor about it, she told me that my brain was smart enough to compartmentalize all the trauma, pain, and suffering that I had growing up. And I was a high-functioning, depressed person. I forgot the term already, but I, I, was, I, I had manic depression and I had bi- bipolarism. And I, every time I drank, all of these compartments would just burst open and then the trauma and the anger and the frustration would all come out when my when my when my walls were down because i was drunk and i didn't have a hold of my emotion i didn't have control over myself so once i understood where it was coming from that i experienced pain before that i experienced trauma before i started to become more understanding of my temper and I wasn't so frustrated anymore that it was there I was just trying to constantly look for a solution that it won't be exposed or that it won't wreak havoc in the relationships around me whenever I felt the anger or the temper flaring up so change your perspective find out where the trauma is coming from Talk to a professional and really just hash out these things and these issues that you have. I no longer go to my doctor. Um, I'm better now and I am constantly being renewed. Praise God by the grace of the Lord. I am just constantly renewed every day. But that doesn't mean I don't have days where I'm just... I, I feel ashamed because of how temperamental I can get. But... It's just a constant process of becoming a better person. And as Jordan Peterson once said, never compare yourself to other people, but compare yourself to the person you were yesterday. And as long as you're getting better each and every day, that's all you can really ask for. So be kind to yourself, pray about these things, process these things, and really just practice purposefully every single day. Alright, so I think that's it for this episode of Adulting with Joy Spring. Wow, what a what a very difficult and uh, emotional episode to create on this gloomy day. But hopefully it's something that would really help you out. I know that we have different ways of dealing with our temper and our anger. But I, I pray that these things would really be something that's useful to you. And if you have any other tips that you'd like to share with me, please don't, don't feel shy to do that. You can use the hashtag adulting with joy spring and thank you so much for the encouragements i really really appreciate it whenever i fear and whenever i hear fear whenever i hear stories of people just hearing this podcast from all over the world sharing it with the people that they love tagging people on twitter and on insta stories i really really do appreciate it i hope it really helps you out and if you have any other topics or subjects that you'd like me to touch on or guests that you'd like to have here on the show please do let me know at joyspring you can also check out joyspring.com for the show notes of my podcasts i'd like to say thank you to my amazing intern jason Olivares who prepares all the show notes for the podcasts these days so check those out and also check me out on patreon patreon.com slash adulting with Joyce Pring that's it for this episode of the podcast I'll catch you guys again very very soon we've got a new series coming up 
that will be focused on business. So if you are interested in small to medium enterprises, I have three entrepreneurs that will be coming on the show and we'll be talking about business stuffs because that's what adulting is all about. Also, probably not calling it business stuffs, but I'll try to be better and more professional when I actually have them on the show. For now, I'll talk to you guys again soon. Paalam!